0: So when I started this project, I I just wanted to capture the day-to-day emotion, the day-to-day faith, the day-to-day struggle. I never would have thought December 31st when I hit record that things would uh, deteriorate with Karen so quickly. So I'm recording this on January the 9th. I'm almost home. I flew down to Orlando yesterday. Man, it seems that seems like forever ago. Um, flew down there for a pastors, uh, the pastors gathering. I was supposed to be down there till Saturday and then fly back. This morning uh, or, or yesterday afternoon. Sorry, I'm getting all my days mixed up because you're listening to this on January the 10th. So anyway, on Tuesday of this week, while I was traveling, the speech therapist came by and Karen's just having a lot of issues swallowing and stuff and um, just starting to aspirate a little bit, which, alright, full disclosure, I had to look that up. I, I Everybody was putting that word around, I had to look it up, so... Um, what that means, what aspirate means, is when you get a foreign substance in your lung. Could be food. It could be a liquid. It uh, could be I don't know, phlegm. I, I don't I don't know. But when something is in your lung that's not supposed to be there, uh, and it starts causing issues and things start rattling around, and it, it, it yeah, uh, and then fluid starts building up. So that's. That's where we're at. So this morning, um, Wednesday morning, I got a text from Karen's sister Pam, and she was just kind of sharing with me uh, how um, Tuesday night went, and it was a, it was a rough night. And as I was texting with Pam, uh, I, I you know I messaged her said, "Do I need to come home?" And we kind of went back and forth, and in that moment. Um, I was still in bed and had slept in a little bit And that moment I just sensed the Lord say Uh, that I need to come home And so as I'm recording this I don't I really don't know what I'm coming home to I know that some of Karen's family are going to be there Um I, I did FaceTime with Karen today And, uh she responded she told me that she loved me and in her own way um but you can just kind of tell um so i'm actually coming up on um well i got a couple more exits um so it was a pretty eventful day uh made the decision um you know, made the, made, the, made some calls to people that I was actually uh, working for at this event. Found out my, my direct contact, um, Marietta Williams, her mother-in-law passed away suddenly. And they were actually, instead of heading to Orlando, they were uh, going to Delaware for that funeral. And so I got to talk to her, and she was kind enough to pray with me. Uh, Russ Gonzalez who's over education in uh, clergy in the Wesleyan Church and Becky wood who is the convention director uh, they both met me and uh, prayed for me before my left uh, before I left uh, Becky got me a lift I saw some good friends I got to see seven sheets so got to the got to the airport and was gonna rent a car and go one way I was just gonna drive I didn't you know just try to I don't know man that just was where my brain was and thanks to dave ramsey we don't have any major credit cards anymore and you cannot rent a car one way without a major credit card um so struck out there um so then i i'm like okay and you have to have the credit card with you uh it wasn't like somebody could call and pay for it over the phone um, I was I was gonna have to have it uh, in person. So I went up to the Delta desk, and said, okay, can I change my flight from Saturday to today? Um, and I guess we had brought it, bought it through Priceline, or you know, anyway, we couldn't change the flight. And uh, then she said, I can get you on this flight, and get you home at this time, and it's this much. I'm like, okay. Um, so, um, you know, God God worked it out financially. It was one of those things where you're trying to move some money around. And uh, it was one of those things where typically you, you can move the money immediately. And as I'm sitting there on my phone, it's not letting me. It's not letting me do what I need to do. And I just was like, okay. I just took a, tu- a couple of deep breaths. I, You know, um, just went to the bathroom real quick and, and came back and I'm sitting there trying to just think through some things. And when I pulled the app up again, lo and behold, boom, able to transfer the money, go up there. Let me, let me tell you, the, the airline industry gets a terrible rap. Today they they were the best. The the lady at the counter helping me, her name was Karen. She you know I, I go back, I said, "Hey, can you still give me that flight?" She said, "I got you on an even earlier flight." I said, "Awesome." She was so nice, she was so professional, so good. Um I don't think she went above and beyond the call of duty. She was just a, an honorable human being to me. Um so then I get to the gate, and so I'm carrying. I got my CPAP machine, I got a book bag, and I got my suitcase. We get to the gate. They announce, "Hey, free baggage check." And it, I'm like, "What?" So I go and check my bag, and uh, that made getting in and out easier. Uh, I, you know, I was able to get through security, man, and it was crowded, and you got these TSA people who you know there's government shutdown like it, just so many people who didn't know that on today they were going to have to go above and beyond the call of duty and it was going to make what could have been a very difficult day for me a little bit easier um, so got the flight from orlando to atlanta got to atlanta and as i, I had a <laughs> This is how travel works so much. My layover in Atlanta was longer than it would have taken me to drive home. Um, but I had a vehicle at the Greenville Airport. Um, so, it, whatever. So I'm, I'm just kind of talking, you know, making some phone calls, trying to take care of you know, some odds and ends. And one of my good friends, Tony Casey calls me and he and I are talking and just just sharing from our hearts with each other. Um. and uh, Tony's just great, just been a great encouragement to me and he, he's walking with me through some things church wise uh, in his role as the assistant uh, district superintendent so we get done with the conversation I go to sit down and this guy who he's, uh, works for the airport he's pushing somebody in a wheelchair he comes by and he taps me he's like hey I like that, I'm like sir he said I like what you said and I just kind of looked at him puzzled. He's like, when you were standing over there, he said, I like what you said. And I'm like, well, well, thank you. He said, you, you don't know what I'm talking about. I said, I said, as long as it was me saying something good about the Lord, that's all I care about. And he said, uh, yes. So, man, just encouragement. Then we're standing in line boarding the plane. And I'm wearing, so on Twitter, there's this dude named The Wrestling Pastor. And he just puts out some really good memes and gifs that are, are hilarious. And I actually... Uh, Ordered one of his shirts and it's uh, just a wrestling mask and it says the wrestling pastor and I said <laughs> and so a guy says hey are you he said are you really the wrestling pastor I'm like well I'm not the wrestling pastor I'm a wrestling pastor and we start talking introduce ourselves he was from Belton and lo and behold it's a pastor and he was trying to get home tonight uh, Wednesday night to get back for Bible study And just in that brief time, just we were able to share with each other. Um, I was able to just share briefly about what was going on in our life. And uh, it was just a very encouraging five-minute conversation. But it it lifted my spirits. It was, it was, uh, it was great. It was great, man. It was a godsend. I can't even remember his name. I think it's, uh, I wanna say Cross Creek Church in Belton, maybe? Uh, definitely somebody you know I want to look up when I get home so uh, as I was sitting in the airport, this is the f- last thing sitting in the airport and uh, whenever I've traveled over the years um, whether it was going to a youth camp or an event like The Gathering, uh, the ride home is always, it just can't go fast enough. You're, you're just trying to get home to your family. And anybody that's ever had to be away from their family, they you know that feeling of just wanting to be home. And I always had kind of a tradition. Um, there's a song by hooting the blowfish i think it's a cover song cause it's on their Scattered, uh, uh uh scattered smothered and covered album uh, which is a lot of uh, cover songs they did um and they they have a song called almost home and it's just about uh it's just about wanting to be home and how just you're just almost home and um When I'm Almost With You, music starts to play. And uh, as I was sitting in the airport, I just, I wasn't just thinking about that song. I was thinking about how that song always made me feel. As happy as I was to be getting home, that song helped me take it to another level so if you never heard that song it's a real, you know, just a real simple song and I think everybody, if anybody knows me, knows my uh, affection for hooting the Blowfish so if you'll excuse me now I'm a, I got a song I gotta listen to cause I'm almost home and um I'm so appreciative of all or, all your support. If you're listening to this, no matter what the future holds, no matter what the next few days or weeks hold, no matter what happens, this this is an ongoing thing. I, I mean, I want to document all of it—the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, if you got uh, Apple Podcast. Or iTunes on your on your computer. Um, just search for the Heath Mullican Project, and all the episodes are up there now. And that's by far the easiest way to listen to the podcast. If you're if you're somebody that listens to a lot of podcasts, that's where you can find it now. So God bless. I love you all, and we'll talk to you soon.